Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Joel and Adam for another episode of the Horror Express. We've been on a big, 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 long break, and we're back, and we're going to be uh, doing a late-night movie discussion, so this is one that happens. The technical definition of late-night movie discussion is after 11 p.m. when Brendan gets tired. That is the... Uh, the official dividing line and that so this is a late night movie discussion which means we might meander we might you know we might lose our trains of thought and uh we're talking about the film black sabbath the 1963 movie by mario baba it's a horror anthology this is where the band black sabbath got their name from um you know it's it's also uh, apparently it inspired um uh the structure of pulp fiction as well and uh and and it's a, you know it's an interesting horror anthology the first installment is sort of like a modern human evil story and the second one is a is a kind of vampire i think it's called a vordalac or a wardalac or something like that a vampire that goes after the blood of its loved ones and the third is about a vengeful ghost of a uh, of a um spiritualist and uh and we're going to get into each one individually but uh before we do uh what are you guys' thoughts on this movie what do you guys think about it Um, I really enjoyed this. I'd never actually seen this before. I, uh, so I was, uh, it was, it was a pleasant surprise. There's like you say, the three movies are all very different in tone. So you get it, you get a good variety right off. It it, it keeps it fresh and, uh, I am babbling. I am very tired. Uh, (laughs) that's okay. It's a late night. It's a late, that's, that's why I prefaced this with it's a late night movie discussion because I knew, I I knew this would be happening. (laughs) <laughs> so joel why don't you pick up where adam trailed off where i am like, i don't know that i got anywhere for him to pick up he can take over yes it's fine you actually make a good point the 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 fact that all the stories are really different like i hadn't really thought about it but they really are like yeah they're, they're very they're all they're like three different episodes of like uh of uh twilight zone or something like that they yeah. really are yeah. very distinct from each other they're very stylistically uh, different, like not just different genres, just the way they're shot is different. The colors like the last one, for example, the colors get really garish and almost like comic booky. Like she's wearing went the first shot. There's the green light coming in. She's wearing yeah. this purple dress and it's just like, but yeah, it's there's so many great stylistic choices between these. The time settings are all different, too. Right. Like the time. periods. Yes. When um, that's another good observation. You're all you're all like, oh, I'm loopy, and then here you are just like zinging them out. Uh, like visually, this movie's really arresting. Um, it's not. It's it's got a really bold use of color. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of really, there's a lot of really cool shots that like kind of took me off guard. Like whenever uh, like right smack in the middle of the movie where Boris Karloff as the whatever kind of vampire he is is like writing with with his grandson yeah. like oh, yeah. with the moon in the background he looks yeah. insane and it's got this amazing effect because and they they reveal this in their over the credits um the horse is fake and he's yeah. like real and he's riding like a <laughs> yeah. he's really into it and like there's this amazing contrast to the elements where he's really animated and yeah. like the horse is really it's uncanny looking and it really sticks in your mind this yeah. nightmarish image and then later mm-hmm. on they kind of deflate it because they over the credits they kind of zoom out and it's well, just him with a I, fake horse i wanted to get to that later but we can get to that now this movie is prefaced with a, a, narr- a sort of introduction by boris karloff where he's, he looks more like boris karloff he's got a suit and his hair is normal and then it's ended with him sort of still in the garb of the character 
that he plays in the middle installment. And, uh, and, and there's something very playful and very, very 1950s, 1960s horror of that, you know, just that, I'd say Halloween appropriate uh, tone yeah. of, yeah. you know, this is horror, but we're kind of exaggerating our mannerisms here. And there's a little edge of humor to what I'm doing. And, oh, look, it's all fake in the end. And, you know, they're, they're, like, I, I feel like, I feel like it's it's just it's it's almost like an event the way that the the movie is 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 uh presented and then the way it ends with that thing with the you know they they and also I don't know if that's the actual effect they were using in the movie when they're on the horses I just think that they thought that was funny to have the to to, to do the thing with the, with the guys going around in a circle around the camera um, yeah and then they're playing like the the silly music in the background as well when they do that but i feel i feel yeah, like really a, they really leave you with a smile with that one yeah but, but i think that's the point religion. i think that's the point it's like you know okay now you can decompress you know like go home and think about me but you don't have to be afraid it was just a movie type you know uh yeah it's, <laughs> it's a fun ending it works it's uh so but the so the first movie is the telephone or Joel, if you want to do the uh, the Italian I'm title, gonna, I'm not going to do an insulting Italian accent. I, I have Italian family; they would kill me, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating that. But it's called uh, Il, Il Telefono, I think. Um, so, and we should probably mention this movie. It's in Italian. Like, yeah. uh, there's no, I don't think there's any English at all, and I honestly stopped noticing after a while. Like, it's it's just that mm-hmm. like. It just, you just kind of fall into this movie's world and mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's just, it wasn't a material consideration for the whole thing. So Il Telefono is an interesting way to start this one. It, it Again, I was caught off guard with it. It's it's very modern and it's almost um, ridiculous yeah. <laughs> at first. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it really hangs together. Like the details of the plot. There were lots of things I was like, "Does that fit?" With I didn't. I I need to watch it one more time to hammer it down. But I didn't really care. It just it's great. It's really enjoyable. It's, it's got that. a nice twist. It's got a nice twist, and you probably don't want to think too long on the twist. No. but it's a nice twist. That that was sort yeah. Of my it works. It, it works. It's it's effective despite being. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's and maybe it's just a different era of horror because. Because uh, I was I was watching this with my girlfriend, and we were we were both kind of watching it, and sort of baffled by what was going on. Because just this lady alone in a, in her house at like uh-huh. you know, during the evening, she gets a phone call, and this dude like makes no bones. It's just this guy who's like, "I can see you. I'm going to kill you," and it's just like really, really like raw. Yeah. And she has the weirdest reaction where she just keeps listening. And then eventually he's kind of like gently places down the receiver <laughs> and then just does something else. And it's like, are you worried about this? She doesn't call the cops. She doesn't freak out. And like this pattern repeats like I five think, times. I think she, I think the initial call she might've thought was probably like a prank call or something like that. And so that's why she wasn't, it's like, she wasn't taking it seriously yet, but then she gets progressively more afraid as it goes on. Right. Yeah, it, eventually she calls her her buddy to come in, uh, her lady buddy, and um, I I maybe coming from a modern audience, I wasn't really feeling the uh, the sapphic vibes you guys were talking about pre broadcast, <laughs> but um, reconsidering it a little bit, they do get pretty naked around each other. Well, so 
the, th- the 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 big giveaway for me is that when they go in the bedroom to sleep, the the camera pans to the window and then it plays the music, and that's like the music they play when people are having sex. Do you know what I mean? Like the the where they're where they're elapsing time, they're not actually showing the sex scene yeah. in the yeah. old movies. Um, but I still wasn't sure because I was like, well, it's an old movie, and like maybe. So, so, you know, uh, but yeah, they're yeah, definitely is that normal cutaway music or well, is that like, well, not, not that, but like, music? I, just like, I like, maybe I'm over analyzing it. Do you know what I mean? Like that was sort of my thinking, but, I, but it kept, it kept coming back to my mind. We're like, no, I think they're supposed to be a couple of some kind. No, or something. I mean, the, the, that's, that's kind of the thing. This guy is supposed, I mean, if you, if you try and piece the story together, this, this guy who's come back for vengeance, it's like they were having an affair behind mm-hmm. his back. And okay. that led to whatever violence happened that got him put away. Okay. I, I, okay. I feel like that's the implied background story okay. here. So I feel like I feel like it's not like a it is a it is a crucial thing to mm. this act, to this story, well, not kind of just a hey, there's some lesbianism it, in it, here. It, it would also explain his the why he kills Mary the way he does, because he's yes. got some anger towards her. You know, because exactly. that didn't see it didn't seem like he was just doing it because she was in the way. It seemed like there yeah. was something yeah, going you on. Know, we should, we should mention there are two, there are two cuts of this movie too. There is the original Italian cut, and the American cut removes anything that hints at lesbianism. But so we if saw, you watch the American cut. We saw the Italian. We version. saw the yeah. We saw the Kino cult version, right? Which is, I think, the yeah. Kino classics uh, movies, right? Like is that? Yeah, the the two yeah. versions. Because I, I I didn't see it twice, but I tried to watch it twice because the I I got it on Amazon, and I also got it on. We said it was Kino was the other one. I think yeah, it was. Kino. Yeah. I think they were the same. I, th- I think that was the same cut because it All- looked. It was like pretty similar. Also, I oh, noticed. I wonder if you did watch a different one. Then that'd be interesting. I noticed yeah. that the Kino one. The second time I watched it, there were no ads as well, which was interesting. Um, and I don't know if that was just because they turned the ads off when I happened to watch it a second time, or if they're like, "Oh, this this person has seen this before. They don't need to see the ads this time." Um, but I oh, thought that was nice. It was nice seeing it without the ads. Um, but yeah, the Kino one looked great. I saw, I tried watching one on YouTube, but that one didn't have any subtitles and it was all in Italian and it was also more grainy looking. So, you know, I, I turned it off and just went back to the Kino. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought this was a great story. I, 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 I liked that they opened with a non-supernatural one because then I didn't know what to expect. Uh, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't know, you know. And and so I, yeah, I, this one too. You weren't always sure if it was was or not. I mean, there were elements of it that that, that kind of gave you a feeling there might be something supernatural going on early on. I thought. Um, yeah, it, it turns out like it was it was just her friend like basically crank calling her to get back into her good graces. Um, I, I also love that she clearly only thought the first half of the plan through because the plan was. Oh, she's gonna see this headline that her vengeful, revenge-driven boyfriend has escaped and is is on the loose. Therefore, I will call her and pretend to be that boyfriend, and then she'll invite me over because she's scared of him, and then we'll make up. <laughs> yeah. And never did in her mind that the revenge-driven boyfriend might show up at her house <laughs> to do the thing she was threatening. Which yeah, is I know. Kill them both. I, know. I do like that uh, that she stabs him though. That was great. Uh, well, there's kind her, of there's kind of three twists in the movie, right? There's there's the twist of the woman being the one making the phone call. There's the twist of her giving the knife and then the knife actually being used. Yeah. And like twi- relevant, yeah. Yeah, and then there's a the twist of, oh, the boyfriend actually does show up and, you know, it's it's a, it's, it's a real threat. <laughs> um, 
You know, he just yeah, the, the he just wasn't was a real threat. The, the 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 real boyfriend just was smart enough to not call her so that she didn't know he he was going to come, and it's just you know so it was you know that kind of a thing. But I I don't know Adam actually you you had mentioned you weren't sure if certain things lined up. So were there plot holes in this one that you thought were notable or just generally a sense that you had that it was um... i'm trying to remember the specifics now but uh i mean for one thing too i'm not sure on the how she was being watched thing worked out it's like where was this this woman was the one making the calls hmm. where was she calling from that she was watching her it's like we see the guy out looking through the window at one point but yeah it's like i i just i don't understand how any of that fits together but yeah, I don't I don't know about that cuz I was wondering well like the guy is the one who slips the piece of paper through the door, right? So that's obviously not supposed to be the woman doing that. But then I was like, well maybe they're playing like cinematic like, you know, license a little bit where it's like they're they're mm-hmm. showing it as the guy cuz that's who she thinks it is. But it's really the woman type. Thing, you know what I mean? But yeah, I but, mean to an extent with a you know this is kind of a early Jalo type movie, and it's like none of those 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 are pretty famous for not operating entirely on a logical okay. level anyway. So it's like I guess it really doesn't matter if it all fits together. But but I I don't know, I I enjoyed this one. It was a nice entry into the uh, into the the anthology and yeah. And uh, and and I found it. I, I I it was one of those kinds of movies where it's all inside the same room, and it's basically a woman yeah. on a telephone. But it was yeah. still managed to keep me engaged and entertained. Um, so uh, see, so yeah, I don't know. Any any other thoughts on this one? I would say this one kind of won me over. Uh, at first, it was pure comedy. I was it's sort of baffling at the beginning, and then oh. once the characters start getting into it, like. I don't know. I, I I sort of 180'd on it. I was like, oh, I actually kind of care what happens to these ladies. But uh, one, one thing, too, your, your point about why doesn't she call the cops and that kind of thing. It, apparently, like they, she is supposed to be a prostitute, too. So it could be that could play into it if she's basically someone who might not want to call the cops. That's yeah, always, she might so. have a lot of reasons for not having the cops there. Yeah, uh, so I'm saying that 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 was actually what was running through my head when I was watching the movie and thinking about that. And uh, and the next the next uh the next movie was called what the Wardalac was that the name of it? I yeah. think Wardalac. Yeah. Yeah, it, it had a very strange um, and I would I would have otherwise said memorable name except none of us can remember it. Uh, but it's <laughs> but like the the feel of that name sticks in your head really uh, yeah. really strongly. It, it's it's. If it was just, oh, it's the vampire, we, we wouldn't give a shit. But no, it's not like a vampire. It's something that's similar to a vampire, but way more horrible uh, yeah. and, and way more specific. And it's, it's just neat. God damn it. It's really neat. I, and I, I will say, I want to come out swinging with this one. I fucking loved the Vortilock. Mm-hmm. This one completely sold me on the movie. I was, oh, man. Well, I, I, I loved it so I much. I think it's the longest entry, too, right? Isn't this one the yeah. longest one? Yeah, that's one of the meteor ones. Yeah, it's like the center of the of the anthology. Uh, I thought it was great. It, it had like kind of Hammer style vibes a little bit, you know, yeah. which is good. Uh-huh. Um, I like the concept. The vampire concept is a really interesting one. And I don't know. I I I I didn't know that it was supposed to be in Russia until I looked at the uh, the Wikipedia entry. But I did get the sense that it's sort of supposed to be this. It's supposed to be exotic, 
compared to you know like it's definitely not supposed to be taking place in italy it's supposed to be someplace outside of italy well it it feel eastern european yeah. to me even though I, yeah. I wouldn't have said russia either i yeah. didn't have that but and, it feels like yeah. a russian border kind of thing yeah it, it doesn't even consider it's a historical piece like it's some some kind of like period in the past and like it it doesn't feel like an italian sort of thing I know yeah. me and my girlfriend were making fun of how many like ruins and castles there were. They're like, well, that's Italy for you. Every <laughs> square inch of land has been built on and turned to ruin several times. <laughs> so you, you get around that long as a culture, it's bound to happen. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a fun observation on, on her part. But I thought that made this a really uh, interesting atmospheric kind of setting because you had so you had these. It looked it looked like the kind of stuff you see in an RPG book, right? Like if you. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, like, an RPG book. Hey, well, well, I wonder, wonder which RPG book you might be. Yeah, I was thinking of that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's holding up the Ravenloft Realm of Terror, and that's exactly what I had in mind when I when I saw those. Hey, don't those you rules. guys have a podcast yeah. series discussing what? that? We you, right you, you guys oh, keep man, talking about the Fortalac. I just have to step aside for one second, but keep talking. Okay. okay. If he comes back with like a cloak and fangs, this is going to be the best like spontaneous <laughs> cross pollination ever. <laughs> oh man okay but for real though i can't gush enough about this um i really loved the sets they used i loved um i loved a lot of the the fascinating uh like camera angles and directing choices but i think what kind of sold it for me uh was right at the beginning the our, our main character our noble guy is riding on a horse and he comes across a corpse that's had its head completely torn off and like they spare none of it you get to see this like horrifically mutilated puppet it looks great. It's all wet and glistening in the neck stump. And I was just like, oh, yeah. you had my attention. Now you have my interest. <laughs> you know, what, I, what, I, what I liked about this one is, as I realized, it's a very tightly done storyline because the concept of these vampires is that they only drink or they prefer the blood of their loved ones and people that they love. And so there's a line midway through the movie because the protagonist falls in love with one of the women that lives at the homestead uh, where he says something to her, like perhaps when this is over, you will love me too. And that becomes so prophetic by the end of the, <laughs> so, you know, so I just thought it was kind of, in a way it was like a happy ending, right? Because yeah. she falls in love with him, right? Like if she's like this, because by the end she becomes a mortal act. And she and she drinks his blood, right? So that means she loved him. <laughs> so yeah, I it, well, well, it's the point. It's because it, it's it's kind of funny. It feeds on it's the fact he's willing to die to be with her. It's yes. like basically that's what makes her love him, which <laughs> allows her to feed on him. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a very clever little uh, thing there. So you know, so they lived happily ever after. Was my uh, <laughs> was my my. my my assessment. Um, they still menace the Russian step to this day. Well, just, yeah, I mean, and they're immortal, right? Like, and they're, uh, if, if I'm, I'm assuming Vortilax are immortal. I don't know. Maybe they're not like normal vampires, but presumably they live they, a normal human lifespan yeah. and they just die peacefully yeah. and go to heaven. <laughs> are you sure these are monsters? <laughs> but, but they get, they, they live, the, the, them and the whole family live together immortal as Vortilax for their, you know, for eternity. It did seem like a pretty happy family. Yeah. So I don't know. There, there are worse monsters to turn into, apparently. <laughs> I will say, if I had to live with my in-laws for eternity, that would be a special kind of hell. So maybe it was punitive. Right. Well, but I mean, before they turned into Vortilax, these in-laws seemed pretty reasonable and nice. So 
you know, I think. Yeah, well, it's their niceness. It's their undoing. It's yeah. like, you know, they can't kill the father when he comes back and they can't kill the kid. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, yeah, that's that's basically what destroys them. It's, so Well, it's the wife. The wife murders the husband because he won't let her open the door for the kid. So she's a little bit yeah. questionable. Yeah, who is so obviously dead. Yeah. Also, I love that they killed a kid. That was that, great. That, yes, well, that, that, that was that's well that scene is really eerie like because the scene where he's banging on the door and he's talking about how cold it is outside and the way that shot that was a really well done scene it's really like eerie and it it does a good job i feel like this was in stephen king's head when he wrote pet cemetery too that was uh there was there was there's a similar vibe of just inevitable horrible mistakes happening in the chain and bringing everything down and the dead child thing on top of it I watched a lot of recent Stephen King movies. I watched Doctor Sleep, and I watched uh, the the first half of the the It duo. And uh-huh. he loves killing kids. He's he's made such uh-huh. an art of it now. There's a oh, there's yeah. a dead kid in every movie, and you know what? I I love it. But this <laughs> one, parent, this like struck me. This was that. this was more like um, I don't know. The, 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 but this was like an off screen death too, right? Like you know, we don't. I don't think we. So you know, well, it's just... the, the implied monstrousness of it is just so grisly. It was great. Yeah. And then yeah. he comes back from the dead and he's all pitiful and eerie. I, I rarely like like smile with glee when I'm watching a horror movie or any movie at all. But I was delighted by this. I guess everyone involved in this production is probably dead at this point. But if they're not, they should know how much I love them. You're all yeah, brave, guess... brave souls. But the uh, yeah, with the kid, it's another thing, too. I, I watching it a second time today before the podcast. It's the fact that he is clearly uncomfortable around the, his grandfather when he comes back. It's yeah. like he knows he knows this yeah. isn't his grandfather and something's wrong, uh, which makes which just makes the whole thing even creepier. It's like, oh, you know, the dog, the dog and the kid are just like immediately like, no, no, this isn't. <laughs> they, they, the they did a good job because the dog is barking when he comes back so that's meant to get yeah. you to think he's a, a, a you know a warlock but then yeah. the 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 servant sees the head the severed head in the bag he's like oh that's why the dog was barking it's like oh now we can all rest easy and yeah. I, I, know, I i thought i thought that uh but i like that he like the whole premise is if he comes back before midnight he's fine if he comes back after midnight he's a warlock right at, yeah, yeah, that's what he told them. Like, if he comes, you know, after the fifth day, he comes back at the stroke of midnight, and so they don't know. It's the ambiguity of midnight that I really like here. That that he yeah. comes back at that time, so there's just this uncertain. You know, they don't know if he's a Vortalac or don't, not. They don't want it to be. Because, like, you know, yeah. you think of finding the bag in the yeah. head. It's like, there's that. There's this air to it of, oh, oh, good. We really want to believe that. We They're yeah. just looking for looking for a reason. And they don't yeah. seem to entirely even buy it themselves. But yeah. they've found something to cling to. So. Well, and they've also got the, the noble who's there as an outsider who's kind of deriding them for their silly superstition. So yeah. I'm sure that was kind of playing in their mind, like, oh, God, are we being backwards? Is Grandpa here? Are we going to murder our beloved <laughs> grandfather? The, like... <laughs> yeah, you do have a good point there. So, like, yeah, there's there's all this wonderful – and it's a wonderful texture, the whole thing. Because even as an audience member, like – I mean, obviously I wanted there to be – I wanted Boris Karloff to be a monster. It's Boris Karloff, goddammit. Yeah. But also I love that, that moment of genuine ambiguity when he comes home and he looks just like this haggard – ghoul that's been in the mountains and has been suffering with a stab wound and like 
you could really buy that. Okay, well, maybe he's not a monster. Maybe he just had a really rough five days yeah, fighting yeah. this fucking murderer in the mountains. And, and we don't know what his personality was like before he left because we didn't see him. So we yeah. don't know if that's normal or not. We don't know because he seems kind of off. He seems like he is probably grumpier than he would normally be. But we don't really don't have any idea if he's a grump or not. Yeah. So that that was the other part I liked about it is that you, you're you're sort of working with the same information as the main character. Uh, you know who who arrived there b- after the father had already left so mm-hmm. is you know yeah so that's that's really well it's well constructed and it, it it's a wonderful little little um escalation of terror the whole family gets gets ravaged by this this like anti-empathy illness of turning people into vampires uh they fall one by one like dominoes um our our protagonist takes his lady and goes to a nearby ruined castle to sleep in the basement of, which predictably ends in disaster. Yeah. God, that was great. I also love how touchy he is about it. He's like, soon you'll forget your family and love only me. And it feels, <laughs> I don't know how much time was supposed to have passed, but it really yeah. felt like three days. Well, <laughs> like that's the the, he felt he fell in love pretty quick with her i will say he fell in love pretty darn quick with her well i was gonna oh, say oh, the yeah. main character he just meets this girl he wants to take her away from his family and that's his only goal the entire movie yeah. he's just like not interested in helping anyone uh, it's just like i i'm just gonna try and lure this girl away with me that's yeah. that's it that's yeah, all that's he's doing good. he seems like an up and up kind of guy <laughs> so yeah so may, maybe the vortilax have a point of view here that we're not we're not seeing and you know, yeah. We're, but yeah, no, but that is interesting. Also, I think he's kind of presumptuous cause he's a count. So it's, you know what I mean? It's oh, sort of, of like, course. you know, of course. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of a speedy romance. Um, you know, it was, I would, I would say it was probably more lust than love early on just oh, because, you I know, I think so. Yeah. I think that's oh, kind no, of, I, I'm, I'm with him on that one. She's a pretty good looking lady. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I can't can't argue with that. Really, all the women in this are kind of gorgeous. So, well, the, like yeah. I, I was saying, this has a the whole movie has a glamorous kind of vibe, but the but the yeah. the telephone is the one that really kind of is, is to me has the most glamour. But but yeah, I, I think like every again, it's got that early sixties, late fifties feel where everybody their hair, even if they're in like the seventeen hundreds or the eighteen hundreds. Their hair looks like it's nineteen fifties hair, you know they the big, and they got the makeup on, and uh, but but it's like as the fifties are becoming the sixties, so there's there's just like the the style is very uh, of that time. Um, but yeah, so so I don't know any any additional thoughts about the 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 Vord, is it Vordalac or Wardalac? Is the W pronounced as a V or is a W? I mean, we're we're talking about what is probably a Russian word getting translated to us <laughs> through Italian accents. So I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't have any okay. any clue. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go with V, but that's just because I like V's. It sounds more ominous. To, it sounds more. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's got a it's got a classic villainy kind of sound. Bored. But uh, we call it that one. But, um, but yeah, this this is a powerfully Raven Lofty kind of uh, segment. Yeah, it's, and uh, I was spellbound. I, there, and I think I almost, I almost feel like I'm underselling it. Like it's really, it's first of all, it contrasts really strongly with the first segment, which is great for getting your mm-hmm. attention. And second of all, it's just so grotesque and grim and and beautiful at the same time. It really is a fantastic little piece of filmmaking. Um, yeah. And Boris Karloff, man, is just—he's like a—he is—he is. He is uh, 
He's like an evil <laughs> Mark Twain in this one. I think he, he looks like an evil Mark yeah, Twain. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned he looked like Mark Twain. Yeah. And weirdly, I was watching The Adventures of Mark Twain, like a little claymation movie they made starring Mark Twain and like Mark Twain characters, uh, which is extremely eerie, by the way. Uh, and yeah, oh, the Claymation Mark Twain one. Yeah, uh, I know that. I know that. Yes. Clay, Claymation is always kind of uncanny, I think. Like the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer stuff, all that always looks kind of creepy to me. Well, and they do creepy stuff with it. Like, for why is the Island of Toys ruled by a bat-winging lion monster? Like, why? Where? Where is this in Christmas lore? Like, anyway, I, I'm going astray here. Uh, the the point being that he does actually look like Mark Twain, and it's unsettling. Yeah, he's got he's got an odd look to him, but it's 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 a really it's an effective one because I feel like it's a something about like I don't really feel like i've seen many vampires with that look do you know what i mean something about his look is a little different than a lot of yeah other there's vampires. something um like i said i think ghoulish was yeah. the way i defined it yeah ghoulish, ghoulish is, is a good word, word for it because there's something more monstrous and corpse-like about him and of course boris karloff is used to playing a giant unnerving corpse so he, he brings <laughs> but his here, but here he's not giant here he's kind of he almost seems small in this one i don't know what his height was supposed to be but they don't try to make him look big well he's uh, sitting down a lot is a yeah. thing or he's like bound on a horseback so they don't they don't leverage the height as an element of the terror um yeah. like they did is with it... frankenstein well but in no. frankenstein he also had those boots that gave him quite a few inches uh his platforms yeah so but yeah so what i don't know what, what was that what were you saying adam are you saying something no no i wasn't saying anything okay cool uh, yeah. i'm just going to remind people again that this is a late night <laughs> so, um, so yeah, but many of us are hearing voices yeah. or imaginary things so, other people are saying that's that's where that's coming from so the next one was the drop of water which um which is kind of cool because it opens up and it's set i think it looks like it's in like the 20s or the teens or something like it's so it's like the, further back than that i think i yeah. i don't know it is says you know what well okay I, I just pulled it up um, it says the 1910s. So, oh, okay. oh excuse yeah. me. <laughs> so, no, right. yeah, so, earlier than the 20s. So, that's the 10s. But, 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 like you know, the, you know, she, everything's old timey. Do you know what I mean? It's just got a, a very old timey. It's got a music box to entertain her. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, so this one is about. I think she's she's a nurse, and there's a there's a spiritualist woman who dies during the seance, and she's got to go take care of the body. And the lady's got a really nice looking gem on her finger. So she steals it. And then, you know, that leads to her demise because the ghost, you know, <laughs> comes to get her. Um, so and it's got kind of a telltale heart kind yeah, of feel is, to it. Except instead of a beating heart. Vibe. Yeah. It's, instead of the beating heart, it's like a drop of water. Like she keeps hearing the droplet of water and, and, and seeing the fly. Um, yeah. and that really eerie corpse that really eerie it, uh, corpse it felt it felt very very easy horror comics too mm. i had that real vibe to it because i mean that was already a thing at this time so i mean i may it may or may not have been influenced by it but it just it felt like a tales from the crypt mm. episode a very particularly good one yeah what did you guys think of this one did you like i mean you said it was particularly good so uh did you like it or yeah, I thought it was great. It was done. It was, I mean, it's, it's all very predictable. You know everything that's going to happen, but it's just done so well. Yeah, I, oh, go ahead, Joel. Well, like, 
that's a good point. It is predictable. Like there's not a there's no surprise in this. Really, it's a couple of jump scares that are kind of that are definitely oh. shocking. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, this is laid out right from like the very <laughs> beginning. You're like, okay, this is a this is a poor lady. She sees a shiny thing. She takes it from a yeah. really creepy corpse. She's gonna die. Like this. Yeah. This is so predictable. But like. You don't care because it's like it's technically predictable to get on a roller coaster, but the ride is amazing. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and also it's supposed to be predictable because you're supposed to know that she's committing this sin when she takes the ring, and that that mm-hmm. is going to lead to bad things. And the, you know, and and then like you know, as soon as the 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 lady's hand drops the water on her, you know something. It's it's really the the surprise is. You don't know how it's going to end badly for you. You know it's going to end badly, but you don't know how. And so that, that it's it's one of those things where it's sort of like the director is artfully saying, you know, yes, I am going to do this. This, this person is going to die, but when and how? Yeah, you, you don't know, know the specifics. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, you know the, the ghost is going to somehow you, get her, but... And I have to say, too, oh, is that a horror shout out, too, that I picked up having never seen this before? I'm like, oh, the self strangulation. I was like, Evil Dead 2. There's the part where <laughs> he comes out of the mirror yeah. and strangles himself. And then, yeah, that, I was just like, <laughs> that's where that came from. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, and, and also, I like how in this one, after she dies, the way that it comes and find her it's implied that she also took the ring off took of her. Ring. <laughs> and yes. her death ring. Yeah. That is, that is fantastic. Uh, the opportunistic and fool. So, and so you're kind of wondering, is there something about this ring where it's just going to keep attracting desperate or greedy people to steal it and lead I, to... Yeah, I was getting a little bit of a vibe, Twin Peaks vibe, too, of the ring yeah. in a firewalk with me that also shows up in the shows. I was like, wow, we, we I have, wonder. We've got what? a force, Brendan, dude, to watch all of Twin Peaks with us. That's going to be like the November project. Yeah, because that okay. reference went right over my head. I uh, oh, God. Well, you won't get firewalk with me unless you watch the entirety of the first two seasons. You do need to really appreciate firewalk with me. You do need to watch uh, a fair amount of Twin Peaks. You don't need to watch all of it. I could. There's there's actually a segment you could skip. Well, yeah, well, there's certain episodes in the second season where you can kind of just not worry about it. Like even if you just get like read a brief synopsis, mm-hmm. you've got it. You got it. That's yeah. it. Okay. The first yeah. season's unmissable. Like, there's almost no fat on the, the first. Season. The first season is very short too. It's not. It's like something like eight episodes or something. It's not a traditional TV season. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's it, not that. Not that intimidating. I, I still yeah. got to get in a, another Sopranos viewing before this. I see the Many Saints of Newark. So that's ah, uh, that's my. So you've got um, your TV slots kind I've of my, for a little while. I don't know. It depends. It depends. I'm I'm hearing different things about the Many Saints of Newark. So. That Ooh. might affect my enthusiasm. Um, I know this month uh, Dune is coming out too, so I, I, me and you, Adam, are probably gonna have to watch that and review it or something. Okay. It's I'm like I, I know you're gonna watch it. I don't know if Brendan's gonna watch. It. He's I not like really Dune. very intellectual. I oh, like okay. Dune. I read Dune. I've read Dune twice, my friend. Twice. I also read Dune twice, <laughs> my friend. So okay, we're we're equal. I I probably now in fairness, I probably don't remember Dune as well as you do. I probably I am not. Say, yeah. I haven't read it since. Yeah. You know, but, in like 30 years or something. But, so I'm by no means an expert. But uh, the, the I, last, I definitely will, I will be watching the movie, no question. I read it on a plane ride in 2006 is when I last read it. That's And, and then I continued with the, the rest of the series up through 
like book four, I think. So I know I know I've never gotten past book four. So there's probably a lot of lore that that's, I don't that's know the about. one with the big giant worm guy, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. that is big giant worm guy. So I'm sure I know his name. I just don't care to call it to mind because it is actually pretty late over here too. Okay, so, so but but back to the the Telltale. Oh yeah, part. we're yeah. talking about a movie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking about every movie. Um, but yeah, we we got to do we got to do do. I'm super fucking stoked about it. Um, okay, so. I do want to mention just how Edgar Allan Poe, this last piece feels like in a really good way. Cause I yeah. actually got the, yeah. the uh, complete works of Edgar Allan Poe from a used bookstore a couple of months back. I've been reading it to my kids and it's fantastic. Um, it's wonderfully gruesome. And I can see why people, cause I, I keep running into modern authors or authors from like the turn of the century who like never shut up about Poe. They're like, this guy yeah. was genius. And I remember reading Poe when I was a little kid and being like, this is kind of hard to understand. And now I go back and read it and I'm like, oh, wow, he is a genius. Holy shit. His um, language is so good, too. Just reading his stuff aloud. Like, yeah. you know, just, oh. it just flows. Oh. It's, like, <laughs> it's like sweet southern molasses. It's amazing. Exactly. He's, exactly. He's, he's an incredible author, incredible poet. And he had a sense of the grotesque that he, like, just drove a nail into its heart and it has haunted the American subconscious ever since then, probably the world subconscious, but yeah. man, like this Italian horror short really captures that vibe extremely well. It's, it's gruesome in a, in a visual way. Like the, the rictus mask of the, the, I love it. The, the, yeah. Uh, it's so gross. The, the, the loud buzzing of the fly that the ring turns into mm -hmm. whenever they see it. Yeah. Like there's so many things that just grab you about this part. That's so it's well, such main, an experience. Ugh. Yeah, the main character's performance too. I mean, she just her 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 like this her struggle with whether to take the ring or not, mm -hmm. and just her reactions to everything. I mean, she sells. She's yeah you know, for because I mean most of the movie is just her. It's just you're watching yeah. her alone pretty much through most of it, and she just. Oh yeah, she had a there's, lot of no, there's only one other character, right? There's one other yeah, character. There's the, and... there's the well, yeah. I mean, there's the, there's technically four, I guess, because there's the maid, there's the landlady, and there's the cop, and who uh, shows up. At yeah, the that's end. true. But I mean, in terms of the her, characters, the corpse. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of her interactions, because the cop and the landlady show up after she's dead, so. Oh, I well, know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that's the next segment getting set up. So. <laughs> But yeah, I thought this one was good. I like this one. I, I definitely like the middle one better, I would say. And maybe even it was the, first the best one. one. That's yeah. There's, yeah, there's yeah. no question. It's the best. But this was this was the most fun, I think. Like yeah. the one that's just just and it's it's short too. It's just the yeah. perfect amount of time. That, and that's going back. It's like horror anthologies in general. I mean uh, and you know, but horror movies are one of those formats where it's really easy to stretch it out and make yeah. it too long. So I really, I really love the horror anthology format. Yeah, and I, and I thought it was a good ending. It was a good end. It was it was a nice sort of entrance, yeah. the exit out of the out of the uh, out of the anthology. Um, and uh, and also, I liked how this one captured the feel of the house she lived in. Something about oh, that yeah. felt very. Yeah, I felt like it felt like time travel to me. Do you know what I mean? It just felt like uh -huh. like like the the middle segment 
was very atmospheric, but I didn't feel like I was being actually transported to the past. Do you know what I mean? I felt like I was yeah, being yeah. transported to a to a to a yes. But but this felt like a real apartment that somebody lived in in like the 1910s. Do you know what I mean? It had that well, kind of the the mansion she goes to as well. There's something yeah. again uncanny about the place. It's like it's too tall. Yeah, and. and there's just the something. Colors are strange but too. The colors it's are like strange. The, green and, the whole yeah. thing is this. It's it's nightmarish, not in the sense mm-hmm. of being terrifying, but in the sense of the surreal. It feels like being in yeah. a weird dream, you know. Oh, this also had the thing of having having creepy dolls lying around the room yep. to scatter around. I was yeah. like, I wonder when that trope started. How yeah. early in the having <laughs> antique dolls kind of around as a creepy thing but uh i don't know Everyone if this started it eerie, so well, i know i'm just thinking look at the movie history of it though i'm trying to well, be an interesting thing to trace i well I, I also thought that the um that it was interesting that you kind of start the anthology in like a real kind of modern house it seems i don't i don't know if that was actually supposed to be present day or a little before but it felt very you know current and then you yeah. have this, then you, then the next thing is like a Shabra, not Shabra, a hammer set, like you're saying, that's very yeah. sort of, you know, atmospheric and kind of dreamlike. And then you go, you, you exit in this setting that's kind of a mix of the bo- both of them. It's, it's got mm-hmm. the surreal elements that you're talking about, but it also feels like a real apartment in a real house. So it's, it's, you know, it doesn't feel like a set, but they kind of layer on a lot of these surreal elements to it. So yeah, and the uh, the exterior shot was very uh, very surreal too. With the uh, we see the green neon sign. She looks mm-hmm. out the window at the beginning, but uh, but yeah, but yeah, the apartment itself felt felt very lived in. I thought that was a lighthouse that was outside. Oh, uh, I saw it as like a kind of a weirdly shaped neon sign, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what that was supposed to be. It was great effect though. I just love that it would like it wasn't like a beam that was constantly in the window. It, it would fade in and out. There was something about that that felt so yeah. much like a heartbeat. Like it was so weirdly organic. It was cool. Yeah, no, the lighting lighting is beautiful in this movie. And then, uh, and then of course, you know, the movie ends, and we get the Boris Karloff send off. <laughs> and so, which is which is fun. They just kind of pull. They literally pull the camera back, and there's a bunch of guys running past the lens, like holding up trees. It looks like he's running through the forest. Um, and I laugh my ass off at that. There's just something so charming about the whole thing. Because Boris is still on top of the horse, and he's like having a gay old time. Um, he see, he seemed to really enjoy himself on this movie. I don't know if he did. Did, did he? Is that like a no? No, oh, I'm oh, saying he did. Oh. He did seem yeah. to enjoy himself. Yeah, either he, with your statement, he yeah, either he genuinely enjoyed it, or he's a, a way better actor than I gave him credit yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought that he had a very infectious enthusiasm at every point in the movie, whether he was the, the opening when he narrates or the, you know, pl- playing the Wardalac or the uh, or the ending where he's just kind of he's al- he almost seems a little drunk in that scene. Like he's just kind of oh, buoyant. And, yeah. yeah. You know, he's just you know, but it was it was a good way to end the movie. I liked it. Um, so, yeah. So I don't know. Any any additional thoughts on this one? Any any. uh I guess are we do we need to rate this movie? Or are we going to do our traditional rating? Well, we should do the we should do the final thoughts about it. Yeah, just kind of wrap it up. I, I honestly I don't feel like we're going to have a ton to say about it. But like if I was going to give my final thoughts on this, I would give it a strong recommendation. Um, yeah. I, I think maybe people hear the name Boris Karloff and that doesn't have quite the cultural catch it it did back when this movie came out, uh, and you might be like, oh, it's Frankenstein guy, I guess. But mm-hmm. it's worthwhile to see the man 
like as sort of the phenomenon that he was because Frankenstein was gigantic back in the day yeah. um and and Boris Karloff's name was on a lot of posters and so you're this there's some element of this that's a, a celebration of his celebrity and it's fun to kind of go back to that and see like oh there's a reason this guy was famous like he has a big range all the things you mentioned like he sells all of those kinds of enthusiasm and showmanship in very distinct ways that are yeah. believable and, and like I said, infectious I mean, the whole time. He plays three different characters, kind of. Like he plays, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, because even though he's still dressed as the Wardalak, he's kind of playing a different person in that scene. And the mm-hmm. opening, I kind of interpret that as that's Boris Karloff, the first guy mm-hmm. we see. Oh, yeah. be, but he's still a little. There's a little something extra in there. You know, he's 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 got a little. Energy little, in a step or something that doesn't that seems it's like Rod it's a character. Serling, a little Rod Serling well, vibe to it. Well, he does this know? thing where he points at the audience, but he also, as he's pointing, he kind of gets into a weird stance. Do you know what I mean? I don't. It's like a James Bond, like you know when James Bond shoots the gun at the. In yeah, the, and he's it's like, like that. Yeah. yeah, I thought I thought that that was really charming. I don't know why, but I really like <laughs> the second time I watched it, I was looking forward to that step. I was like, oh, he's got to do the move now, you know? So yeah. He's like a cool uncle. I, I love Boris Karloff. Um, but even even if you don't enjoy it just for that reason, each of these segments really, it stands on, they all stand on their own wonderfully. The whole movie yeah. has a great texture. Um, there's some really brilliant directing in this, some great use of uh, lighting and, and stagecraft. Uh, there's some fantastic performances, um, a great use of the score. Like this movie is kind of a, kind of a must see. Um, cause I mean, we've watched some on horror express. We've seen a few that were like, wow, this is a high recommend. Yeah. Um, and a lot of classics where it's kind of like, you feel like you're almost impoverished if you haven't watched them. Yeah. I, I yeah. sort of feel that way about this one. I, I'm, I'm not even slightly surprised that bands like black Sabbath took this and they were like, we're naming the band after this. Yeah, no, I get it, man. It's, it's that good. It's, it's quite something several times. I feel like I've undersold this movie during this cause it's, it's late night. We're all kind of low energy. But I, I was actually thrilled with how much I enjoyed this movie, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, and it being Halloween month and everything, this is a perfect yeah. Halloween movie. I mean, if you're having a Halloween party and you put this on, it's like, yeah, that's that's uh... a <laughs> that that's the thing for me. This is the perfect Halloween film. I think this is like yeah, really good. It's a hundred percent. It's got exactly the tone because it's like I said. There's that edge of humor, but it's also genuinely scary, and it's yep. and it and it. And it's, but it's classic enough that it's not, it's not like you could put this, you could put this on for a broad range of people at a party and it's not going to create problems. Like if you put on, yeah. I don't know, the ring or something or, you know, yeah, Jack, yeah. Texas the Chainsaw ring. Massacre. Hostel. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> hostel. Yeah. Hostel. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, or even, even yeah, some saw. like Halloween almost, because I feel like this is a movie you can kind of, the structure of it is that you can take bites of it. You don't have to yeah. sit there and watch the whole thing. And a movie like Halloween, which is another one that you can kind of just put on for a broad range. There's not a lot of blood in Halloween. It's just yeah. actually just really solid. But with Halloween, it, it rewards your attention. Like if you're paying yeah, full attention say, to Halloween. If you, in the background, if you have it playing in the background, most of it is teenage teenagers going around, riding around yeah, the, the car and stuff. It's well, not going to be creating any mood for you unless you're into the story. Yeah, this, so. this movie is almost like a party. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's vibrant and it's it's loud when it needs to be loud and it's quiet when it needs to get quiet and there's a lot of variety and yeah, this is a great movie to just kind of put on yeah. that people will slowly pay more and more attention to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I and I definitely think it fit. Like if you're gonna pick, you know, movies for Halloween, definitely this and how and, and the movie Halloween 
both oh, yeah. belong in the month of Halloween. <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a good Halloween film. Um, it is. I'm really glad we watched this in Halloween. It got me in such a wonderful spooky mood. Um, I'm and, really really happy with this. I feel like I've uncovered a new classic. And it, and it has. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised that I've never seen it. I'm like, this is because this is an essential. This is a true classic that yeah. if you are. highly interested in horror you do need to watch this i feel i feel richer in my horror knowledge just with this one movie yeah i I think um i give it a high recommend as well so i mean that's and i think joel you said most of the relevant stuff the i think the only thing i would add which somebody already probably stated is that uh it has these cool moments where where like the 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 filmmaking craft is very evident. Do you know what I mean? Where, where oh, like, yeah. you know, like, you know, some directors yeah. is like, Ooh, he's doing the, the camera thing now, or he's doing, you know, he's like, <laughs> there, there are a few moments that really get your attention. Do you know what I mean? And I, I like that. I don't like to be overwhelmed with camera tricks, but I like it when once in a while, a director is like, no, now we're going to like, wow. You, it's with, always an effect. It's like yeah. whenever he does something, yeah, it hits you with something. It's a creepy moment or something. Yeah. Like one moment I'll call out. I love at the like in the, the closing seconds of the Verdlack where there's that shot of them looking through the window, you know. Oh, and yeah. that is that oh, that is beautiful. It is such a beautifully composed shot that just has this powerful it's, effect. And it's beautiful and it's so haunting because that yeah. like isn't it's you're kind of separated from them you know because they're framed in that window frame and there's something so doomed about the looks on their faces where Uh they're technically together and they're they're technically a family but like the soul has just been drained out of them in this hideous way and it's such a haunting visual it's yeah that's being tightly framed in that window frame just makes them all look trapped and yeah uh, Oh. Yeah, the, but yeah, the, as you were saying, saying, uh, Brandon, before I, <laughs> I, I called that out. But yeah, no, it's. I think that's something that definitely struck me with this movie is that kind of you know those kind of techniques. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, and I like when they're used sparingly like that. They're they're sort of you know they're, yes. they're, they're, they're so so that you notice them, but that they stand it's out. Not, it's not it's not just done for flashiness. Yeah, it's not like it's like some movies do that sort of thing, and it's almost like you break your neck watching the movie because it's just like uh-huh. you know, it's just like this the the, st- the style is overwhelming me. But this is yeah. this is more like you have these we'll call them Kubrick moments. Do you know what I mean? Where it's just Kubrick like moments. just just where it's like everything is very well framed, and the mm. director is good at saying no, you need to look at this right now. I want your attention, yeah. and it kind of gets it. Um, yeah. You know, and there's some there's some subtle camera thing going on. I don't know. I don't have the language to describe it, but there's something <laughs> that the camera is doing that is that is enabling, you know, all of this to happen. Um, so yeah. So I don't know. Any any other thoughts before we uh, before we head out on this one? Uh, it's definitely Vordalac. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> That's it. Go go watch this movie. Yeah, go watch yeah. Black Sabbath. It's worth yeah. your time. It's, yeah. it's it's a great. It's one of the great Halloween movies. I, I, I with no hesitation, a guy who has watched Halloween movies his whole life. This is one of the long, greats. Yeah, and as long as you don't mind ads, you can even watch it for free right now. So. Yeah, yeah. It's again, we saw it on Kino Cult, um, which uh-huh. I thought was great. I was really glad that you found that quality. resources. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, I'm going to watch more I, uh, stuff on that. I know I yeah, have I movies the... that have Kino on the on the DVD box. Yeah, it's so a really I... good brand. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, they're uh-huh. they're good folks, and this is one of the ones I think we actually chose this specifically because our audience could grab it, even if yeah. they had no money for Amazon, they could just go that, on Tino and just watch it that, along with us. That's, go watch it, folks. It's great. That's something yeah. we should have mentioned at the start. Is that the, one of the things we want to do this month? Is, <laughs> that's is, that's is, what's yeah, for the description. Yeah, uh, we, we're trying to pick movies that people can watch for free, and so this is one of them. And there are commercials, but there's like th- I think they're like a minute long at most. Yeah, they, they weren't were overly intrusive. I didn't. Yeah, think. They, yeah. Some streaming services you get there, and they just milk you. But this was okay. This was yes. all right. So uh, next one, are we doing Nosferatu next? I was really looking forward to that one. Um, I'm I'm fine doing Nosferatu next. Um, (laughs) I'm such a snob for silent movies, so I'm really looking forward to this one. I I really got into um, Metropolis by Fritz Lang a while back, and it just kicked off this thing about silent movies to me for a while. So I and I've. Like, hand to God, I've only seen the first half of this movie before, so I'm really looking forward to watching the whole thing. Um, I might show it to my kids if I don't think it's too horrific. So I don't know how entertaining it's going to be for them, but it'll enrich them. I saw it when I was a kid, uh, and I do know it scared me, um, but I did enjoy it. So, you know, double-edged sword, I suppose. Um, (laughs) All right. We're going to get real. I mean, I, 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 no, I, I mean, I think Nosferatu is probably like the scariest movie ever made that like, I, I don't, you know, I know we're not talking about it till next time, but I, I think it's still, even though it's a silent movie and it was made so long ago, it's gotta be one of the scariest movies, if not the scariest. Um, so, uh, so anyways, we'll head out, you know, again, Nosferatu is also something you'll be able to watch for free, like everywhere, because it's, I think the copyright is no longer, uh, yeah, that's around, like a yeah. hundred-year-old movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> pretty sure that one expired. And that's one that almost didn't survive because of copyright. They tried to destroy that movie, and it survived. Mm. So uh, it came back from the dead. Well, it got smuggled. <laughs> it got smuggled to America. Is what happened. Uh, oh my god! It's yeah. just like in the movie. We're <laughs> <Yeah>. doomed. <laughs> so, We've exhumed a terrifying corpse from a bygone age. So. Uh, So we'll be back, and until next time, we will talk to you later.